Nobody can stop us from worshiping God. You see, there were some guys that we know about in the Bible. They were called disciples, right? They were called apostles, right? Wrote about them in the book of Acts in the early church, right? And something happened with these guys. I'm on, and, and please just, oh, help me, Lord. Don't take this the wrong way. Our faith has to be in Jesus Christ. Our worship has to be to Jesus Christ. We're worried about what's going to happen in the next election. We're worried about who's going to be there. And I'm going to tell you what, if we talk to God as much about the lost souls of this world and about the condition of ourselves, the world would be a whole lot different place. Because let me tell you, it don't matter who they put in office, and the person may not be there yet, the answers for the United States of America and for this world is in heaven, and it's through Jesus Christ and His blood. And I'm sorry if you think I'm not being patriotic enough, but let me tell you something. Patriotism rolled in in 2011, and then it, I mean 2001, September the 11th, and then it rolled back out. It was a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, but what change happened? How much worse off is this nation today than it was 15, 14 years ago? How much worse is your house off? Did you lose a job? Finances are not so good. Whatever the case may be, what has changed? Guys standing on, the pay, on Capitol Hill, some of them who have now come out of the closet, I'm not going to go there too bad, but they came out of the closet. Did that guy standing hand in hand with somebody else make the difference for America? No. It's got to start right here with you and me. Now I'm going to talk today and there's going to be some stuff that's going to just go right over everybody's heads. And I'm going to talk today and there's going to be some stuff that's going to quicken some spirits, I believe. And I'm going to tell you why. If you'll turn to John chapter 14. Did we start there in Sunday school this morning? You see, there was something about these guys that followed Jesus. Matthew, Mark, John, Luke, Paul. There was something about them that made a difference. All these folks that are written down in the, in the Word of God. What is it? What was it? In John chapter 14, we're going to start around verse 23, I think. Now, he had started out, and Brother Charlie touched on this this morning in Sunday school. He'd started out, and we say this a lot at funerals, let not your heart be troubled, and I've gone to prepare a place for you. He's telling his disciples, I'm heading out, I'm leaving. We know that to be true, right? He was heading out. His physical body was fixing to leave. And yet, he's going on here, and then we get to verse 23, and then he replied and said, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. 
Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. The words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. You see, Jesus was so in tune with God that anything that He spoke came straight from heaven. And He's given us some pretty serious truths here, isn't He? These first verses here. If you love me, you're going to keep my teachings. If you don't love me, I guess you ain't. But what I'm telling you is exactly what the Father in heaven has told me. It's not coming from me, per se. It's coming from Him. I'm giving you what He gave me. Today, it's my prayer, and I may God strike me down if it's not. You get today what He wants you to receive today. This morning. Amen? That's what we're praying for. Are you praying for that or not? Okay. Three people are praying for it. Good. You're going to get ministered to. Anyone who does not obey my teachings, these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this, is, all this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not give, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Anybody have fear this morning in your heart? Raise your hands. Talk to God. Let Him know. Nobody's afraid this morning. Good. You're, you're walking good with Jesus. A command from God says, do not be afraid. Now, I just touched on some things at the start of when I started talking this morning about the things of this nation and the things that we get caught up in. We can get caught up in these things very easily, and Jesus ain't getting any glory at all. We're worried about what's going to happen. Do we trust the Lord to look out for us? Amen? Do we trust the Lord to look out for us? Because we lose a lot of sleep when we worry about things. Brother Jesse, you got your own business. Are you trusting God, or do you lay awake at night worrying? Don't answer that, but... <laughs> but... You see where I'm going with this. Brother Heath, you work for a company. Do you lay awake at night wondering if they're going to lay you off? Or do you trust that God's going to see you through? Everybody in here, we've got those things that the devil can give to us and try to get us to worry. But Jesus gave us a command here. This is some of the last words he spoke. He said, do not be afraid. Don't be troubled. And don't be afraid. How does that happen? How are we able to get to the place of that? You see, when Jesus was walking this earth, he goes back here and he tells them. What does he tell them? He says in uh, verse 25, uh, verse 26, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. 
You see, we don't hear a lot of teaching today about the Holy Spirit. We have some teaching on it, but it's to, it's to back up some kind of an ideal. But let's get down to what the Bible is teaching us today. If you've got fear sitting in your house and in your life, then you need to know what the Holy Spirit can do for you, where He can deliver you to, what He can take you to. We don't worry about tomorrow. Is Jesus coming back tomorrow? We don't know. But we can trust in Him. So here we are. We have Jesus talking to His disciples. And I, and, and I want to go somewhere with you this morning. He said that we had to have Him. We must have Him. You see, we've got to have the Holy Spirit. I mean, he, he goes back here. Let me, let me pull this, this scripture out. In John 16, John 16 and 7, he says, But truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. You see that? And if you go on to, to, to uh, uh, John 14 and 17, it says, The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or no, nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. These people were walking with Jesus Christ. They're in the Bible. Their names are in the Bible. Ken's name's not in the Bible. Yours is not either. Their names are in the Bible because he's teaching us something. They saw him walking on water. They saw him spit on the guy's eyes. They saw Lazarus come out of the tomb. And yet, he tells them, I'm getting ready to head out, guys. I'm leaving and the advocate's coming. You see, he was telling them all these things. They were witnesses to all these things. But on that night, when he was in the garden, they couldn't stay awake and pray with him. You remember that? Nod your head or something. I need to know if you're following me, okay? They couldn't stay awake and they couldn't pray with him. And whenever the, all the army came, all these guys come to arrest Jesus, what happened? They disappeared. And Peter had said, I'll go with you. Just a few hours before, I don't care what happens, Jesus, I'm with you. I'm standing up with you. I'm going to my death with you. And the Lord says, okay, we're going to find out. I'm telling you, you won't. How did he know that? The Holy Spirit told him. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Now, he didn't have to wait for 60 years and wonder whether or not that was true or not. No, he had to probably wait about six hours, probably. Something like that. I don't know. There are probably some Bible scholars that love to sit down and debate that and argue, but that's a moot point. The point is that somewhere before the sun came up the next morning, he denied him, just like he said, the Holy Spirit gave it to him. And why is it that they took off? Because they didn't have the Holy Spirit and they had fear. They had lip service. They didn't have heart service. They said one thing, but they really meant something else. And, may, and I believe in deep down, I think Peter really did think, you know what? I love you, Jesus. Have you ever had those moments? I did when I first got saved. The world's going to be changed. Jesus is going to work. Way until the first time I witnessed to somebody, and they look at me like I'm stupid. 
Or they tell you, you know, you're believing in some kind of myth. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. What happened here? Something happened to me. Something changed to me, but it didn't help, help you? No, I didn't help them. Why? Because of the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus was talking to them like I'm talking to you now. This is a good example. He talked to them. They heard what he had to say, but it didn't get right here. I can preach any given Sunday, and I can have three people come up and say, man, that really was for me. Thank you. Oh, just thank you for listening to Jesus. And I can have three others say, I didn't get a thing in the world out of that. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying it that way. I'm just saying that's, that's the truth, isn't it? Whether you say it to me or not, I didn't get anything out of that. But somebody else's life gets changed. It's because it's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not the man standing here. It's what he does. And it's what he does in our lives. Right? These guys saw everything, every miracle, everything that Jesus did. They were witnesses to it. But whenever trouble came, they were like cockroaches in the kitchen when the light came on. They disappeared. They scattered. But he says, this advocate's going to come. The Holy Spirit is the one that has to come. And what's he going to do? He's going to teach you. You see, I can know this language or know this Bible in any language. I can know it backwards and frontwards. And I would say that it's probably possible that somebody can take and, and recite every word of this. And I can do it in English. I can do it in Old English or NIV English or any other kind of English translation. I can do it in Espanol. I can do it in German. But unless the Holy Spirit is the one that's doing the work, it's just going to be words in an ear and that's it. Do you understand? You see, the anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself, the Son of God, talked, but nobody got it. He said, it's expedient for you that I go away. Why? So that the advocate, the helper, the counselor can come, and he will teach you all things. Have you ever had a piece of Scripture read, and all of a sudden it quickens something in your heart? If you're saved today, that has happened. Now, you may have never been quickened again in your spirit, but if you're saved today, that has happened, and that can happen all the time with the Word of God and with the Spirit. He's the one that wrote it. All Scripture is given by Him, right? Oh, well, Paul wrote it, or John wrote it, or whoever, but it came from God. It came from the Holy Spirit. Who better to be able to teach than the one who wrote it? You see, I can tell you all day long, just like just now, some people got it and some didn't. Some people got excited about it and some didn't. You understand what I'm talking about now? It's a quickening in the spirit. And the ones, if you're sitting there and you didn't get what I just said and it didn't quicken something in your spirit, then God led you here to hear this today. And for those of you that did, God led you here today so that you can give Him glory and be comforted in the fact that He did tell the truth. 
Now, I can teach it. I can teach it. I can read it. I can teach it. I can tell you what the Greek says, and we can break all that stuff down, but until it gets inside of our hearts, it does no good. It's just a bunch of words. Only He can reveal it to your heart. That's why Jesus said it's expedient that I go away. Because I'm telling you stuff in your ears, but I'm not in you. But His Spirit will be in you. Amen? That's where we get quickened in our spirits for the Word of God. That's when we get quickened in our spirits when we're learning something. He will teach you. You see, He's the one that reveals it to us. The Holy Spirit reveals the Word of God to us. You two just got married. Angelo and Michelle. I'm going to center you out, guys, okay? Big Mike. Angelo. He's got like, he's an alias. I mean, he's got aliases. We've got posters we're going to put up on the board of him. No, not like you wanted. But do you guys love each other? Show me. Oh, I just made everybody. Some of you went some bad places just now. And that wasn't the Holy Spirit, let me tell you that. No, show me your love. Can you do that? I'm putting you on the spot, I know that. And the answer is no, you can't. It's not in your pocket. I've got a cell phone in my pocket. I can show you my cell phone. But love happens in the heart. And as you two grow together, you're going to demonstrate that love for one another. Other people can see that love. They can see how it manifests itself, but you can't pick it out of your pocket. It has to be something that's inside your heart. And it's the same thing with God's Word. I can tell you, I mean, John, for God's love, everybody knows that one. John 3, 16, you learn it like when you're this big. But until it gets into your heart, it's just words. Well, I know the Bible. I know John 3, 16. Okay, whoop de doo but is it in your heart? Is it coming out of you? I'm not trying to belittle that. I hope you understand what I'm saying because the Word has no power in our lives unless the Holy Spirit does the work within us that happens here. He reveals truth to us. He reveals what the Word of God has to say. And that is the only way that we get it. So it's good for us that He's that Jesus went away in the Holy Spirit, the advocate who he will send, who will come and he will teach us all things. Now, what, what includes in all? Everything. You just got a job. Did you pray about it? Did you ask the Holy Ghost to show you? You just got married. Did you pray about it? Did you ask God, is this the woman for me? Is this the man for me? Well, he'll teach us everything in the Word. He will reveal these truths to us as we seek Him out. But it's in all things. Should I quit this job and take this job? Right? Should I do this or should I not do this? We have to ask Him. Then we've got to let Him tell us. Right? 
I mean, it doesn't say in the Bible that you're to marry Michelle. It, didn't, it doesn't say that. I don't see Michelle's name in there anywhere. Right? She's got like two names. I found out her other name today. Amadis. Yeah, they tell me the hard one, the country boy who can't talk. I find out she's really Jill. Julie. Julie. I don't know where that came from. But he takes us to this place. He's the one that will teach us all this stuff. The one thing that we have, the main thing that we have is love, and we cannot get that love. It cannot be shown to us physically. It has to be revealed inside of our hearts. You see, they didn't have that. The disciples didn't have that when they was in the garden. They didn't have that kind of love for Jesus. You know how I know? Because on that day, they scattered. Jesus is resurrected, and you even got one who even doubted him. Doubting Thomas. I mean, you're the, dead. the man was dead. Now he's alive. He just walked through a wall, and he's standing here before me, and he says, stick your hand in my side. Go ahead. Now I believe. This guy denied and, and doubted what he had to say, but here we have God <laughs> revealing to us something. They doubted. They walked away because they did not have the Holy Spirit. But when he came, remember on Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, and he filled them. And by the way, they keep getting filled, by the way. It's not a one-time act. It's not a one-time act. I got one amen. It's not a one-time act. we got to continually be filled over and over and over and over again. Otherwise, we run out of fuel. And we go back to the place to where he ain't, when he used to was, and then everything can affect us. Our walk gets affected when the Holy Spirit's not in us and leading us. I'm talking about me. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where your walk is. I'm talking about me. We have to be filled with Him. He teaches us these things. Have you ever had a time when you have been seeking something and a particular piece of Scripture comes to your heart and it's exactly what you need for that moment? It may have happened with the guy on the platform preaching. It may have happened through a song you heard on the radio. It may have happened when you heard a conversation in a restaurant at the next table. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He reveals these things to our hearts. He's the one that gives it to us. And only He can do that. See, Brother Gene and Brother Willie, these guys know the Bible. I used to feel inferior to you guys, but I just gave it up. I just... I know what I know, and I, love, I trust the Holy Spirit, and He's going to show me what I need to know because that was a symbol of pride in me, and it doesn't matter. We're in this thing together, right? Pat yourself on the back. I know more than He knows. Oh, what's wrong with that kind of thinking? That didn't come from the Holy Spirit. I can tell you what, because that creates division, and it drives us apart. We're in this thing together, right? And He's at the head and at the center of it, so we've got to follow Him. When we start making it about me and making it about us, the Holy Spirit says, i got to go. I'm not sticking around and being a part of this. 
I'm not going to testify of you or anybody else. I'm only going to testify of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you what He can do. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Only. And anything else, I don't care what you've been taught or what somebody told you, it, this is what the Bible teaches. It tells us about Jesus. He will only testify of Jesus. And He will reveal these things over and over and over to us. And as we grow, He will pour more into us. And the more He pours into us, the more we learn to trust Him. And to listen to Him. And when we do that, we have a more harmonious outcome. Scripture clicks with us. There's things that I've heard in Scripture didn't mean anything. Pastor Charlie this morning in Sunday school said, well, he read us a Scripture. It didn't used to mean nothing to him. It does now. My friend, can I tell you, the Holy Spirit is the one that did that. You just weren't ready to receive it at the time. You got to receive, right? Brother Gene, let me give you this $100 bill I ain't got. If you don't get up and get it, you can't receive it. You cannot possibly receive it. He told them that he would remind them of everything he spoke to them. Why? Why? Build their faith? That that sounds good. How many of you in here have done Algebra 2 in high school? I don't care if it was 1950 or if it was last week. Everybody's... I'm not going to ask you to do a problem, okay? Because I don't remember either. I know 2 plus 2 is 4. Can you do it now? If you like me, you can. I did good. I made A's in that stuff. Megan comes home her first year in algebra, like in eighth grade, and Daddy, can you help me? I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> it's not that I didn't want to. I had nothing to give her because it was gone. Why does he remind us of these things? Because we forget. You remember the day you got saved? You remember the joy that you had? You remember the peace that you had? The day that you got saved? Did anything ever come along and kind of take you away from that? Go ahead, be honest and shake your head yes. Because then you get mad at the people around you, something comes up, something happens. And we don't have the joy we had the day we got saved. And he reminds us. He's not saying live back there. No, you just need to remember what God did. We're over here now, but remember, I am still able. I was able whenever you were this lowly sinner. I was able whenever you was living in this ditch. I was able whenever you said you didn't want to have anything to do with me. I was able whenever you was putting people down who were in church and who were loving Jesus and who were praising God. I was able. And I pulled you out of that. Why? Because you, you invited me into your heart. You asked me to do it and I was able to do it. And I need you to remember that because now you're in another place and the Holy Spirit will remind us of the things of God.
He will remind us of the Word. He will remind us of this stuff. And the devil takes this stuff and tries to twist it around and get us to live there. But he reminds us of what he is able to do. He changes not, folks. Never has, never will. He changes not. But he will remind us of these things. He will remind us of the Scriptures. He will remind us of maybe something we've seen somebody else go through. I look at my own family, what they're dealing with with the cancer now with Sweetie's mama. And they need these kinds of reminders. Well, I mean, how does he do that? I mean, we don't hear booming clouds talking anymore, right? When's the last time a donkey spoke? Brother Willie, help me, because I don't know. He does it through his body, through you and me. When we see articles that are written and know that God's did this, somebody tells a testimony of what God has done, that's him reminding us, I'm still able, I haven't changed. The devil's still under my feet, I've still got this, and I'm the same God who saved you, and I'm going to get you through what you're facing right now. The problem comes is when we can't see those things. We get the blinders on and we're not able to see what God's trying to reveal to us. And the devil really likes that. You see, when we want God to teach us something, we've got to talk to him. We're going to do that tonight in prayer, your prayer cards. Yes. You hear this every week. You get tired of hearing it? Thank God no amens. So we can pray. So God can receive glory for what his hand is doing. So that we can stand in the gap for those who are not feeling so good. Who need to be reminded that yes, God will see you through it. No matter what it is, fill it out. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you. Let us stand in that gap holding your hand with our arms locked together. With Jesus in the middle of it all. Let the Holy Spirit lead us in this time of prayer. Let him reveal something to us, Pastor Charlie, that we need to give to somebody. Maybe it's going to be something they're going to be happy to hear. Maybe it's going to be something they're not too happy to hear, but it's what's needed to be said. And that we will have the boldness and the courage to listen and to follow him and to trust him. Because the enemy don't want us to have that. We live in America, folks, the land of the free. We just sing a bunch of songs about America. But guess what? Can I tell you something? We love having everything our way. We love having everything right now. And that may not be what God is wanting us to have. He might be saying, wait, I need to teach you patience. And maybe that's something that Pastor Ken needs to say. Maybe that's something Pastor Charlie needs to say. Maybe that's something that Brother Willie needs to say. But we need to do that. We've got to seek Him. We've got to know what He wants. We have to ask. What job do I take? What woman do I marry? What sermon do I preach on Sunday morning? Now, if I'd done like probably 75% of the churches in America today, we'd have had videos and everything else honoring our flag. Don't get me wrong. Please don't take it the wrong way. I'm not anti-patriotic, but if that's not what somebody needs before they die on Wednesday, then I need to be doing what God said. And we looked into these traditions and we look into all these things and we say, oh, well, we didn't get that. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is the one who wants to do the work. So we got to ask Him. And not only do we got to ask Him, then we got to be quiet and listen to Him. 
That still small voice. I ain't heard no voice. I heard a lot of thunder this week, but I didn't hear God talking. Not in the thunder. You see, we have to get quiet and listen for God. We have to get alone to hear from God. Michelle, you might just get married, but you need your alone time with the Lord. And same, same for you. You need your time together with the Lord. But you need your alone time with God. And listen. Listen to what he has to say. Hear what, he, what he's leading you to. I was struggling. Do I preach this this week? I, I'm working and this is in my heart. I go to Sunday school this morning and I get revelation. He revealed it to me. This is You're on the right track, buddy. Because we had the setup in Sunday school. Did y'all get that? We got the setup in Sunday school for that. That excites me. That excites me. And so we got to listen to him, but then we get to the part that we don't like sometimes. Then we got to do what he says. Obey. What did he say? If you, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. And those who do not love me will not obey my teaching. Wow. How big is that? You see, we got to have him moving in our lives. He said he would send this comforter. There are so many not even teaching about the comforter today. We see what we see in the world because the comforter is not being talked about. The Holy Spirit. Espirito Santo. That's all I know. Because he is the one that does the ministering work here. You see, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father praying for you and me. He came to the earth and did what he had to do. He stayed focused on what he had to do. Did he not have opposition? You better know he did. He had religious people who knew everything and had everybody around or a bunch of people brainwashed into their way, this way, that way. The Jews have got to do it this way. And he had all this stuff done. He had them fixed. He had them focused. He had them there. Jesus comes in and they've got an army already going against him, Brother Gene. But Jesus stayed focused. Why did he stay focused? Because every morning, every night, every moment, he is seeking the Father. I'm not saying my words, I'm saying what the Father has given me. He did that day in, day out, all day long, every day. That's the walk that we have. And not only did he seek him and ask him, he got to a place where he could hear. He got away from his disciples. He loved them. But he had to get away so he could hear and get and receive what the Father had to give to him. He knew how important it was to hear what God the Father has for us. And then he went out and he did. You know, the enemy's going, you better not go over and raise him from the dead. I got to. My father said to. Led to his death. But that was part of the plan too. Amen? That was a part of the plan. So he had to listen. And then he says here, he goes on down in the scripture. He says, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, but I give to you my peace. How did he stay in the garden and have this kind of peace with all this turmoil going on? He had peace. 
We look at peace as when things are going good, I got peace. When things ain't going good, I don't have peace. That is how the world gives peace. But when God gives us peace, it's going to go down deep inside of us. It's going to get inside of our hearts where only the Holy Spirit can do the work. If you're sitting here today and you don't have peace in your life, then you need to get someplace with God. You need to get quiet and you need to forget about the clock on the wall and you need to get in the altar and you need to be seeking God because He will not withhold these things from you. Why did Jesus tell us He will come? I'm going to send Him. you got to have Him. We don't see these things because we're not hungry anymore. We don't believe what the Word of God says. Well, we know it. We can recall, talk about it. We can recite it. But it is in our hearts. Are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Well, I don't have any peace about that. Well, then talk to God about it. Because He will give you that peace. You remember back in 2004 or something like that? 2005. A big tsunami. Well, we had a couple already, but I'm thinking about the one in Indonesia. Yeah. I remember seeing those pictures. People standing out 150 yards off of where water's supposed to be picking up fish. In the videos, and then all of a sudden you see this wall of water coming in. They didn't know it was coming. It's happened enough now that they put warnings out. That's the best they can do. Earthquake hits, Hawaii gets a warning. People go to high ground and wait. Ripples come up on the shore. After a while, they don't even believe in it no more. We gave you this warning. Why? Because we see that this can happen. Not only do we have it written down in history books, now we've got videos and pictures to see. But nobody knows what's going on. You see, when God gives us some kind of a peace, it's deep. When that tidal wave is coming in 40 miles out, anybody in the ocean doesn't know it. When a storm is coming through, a hurricane or something like that is coming through, the water gets choppy. We were at the pool the other day. Ryan's got this little float thing, and he's doing this, and the water just got bad, man. It was choppy. He had, he had a, like some two-foot swells in the swimming pool. <laughs> but when you got underneath the surface away from it, you didn't know what was happening up top. You see, whenever the Holy Spirit gets inside of our hearts and does the work that he can do, Jesus said, I give you my peace. Not like the world gives you. They're going to give you peace. You got a job. You got some peace now. Yeah. Just got married. Jesus is moving things along. I now got the new job. Woo! I'm happy. What happens if next year they tell you bad times are bad? Because it always gets bad, technically, before a presidential election. You find out you're going to get laid off. You won't be riding the same cloud you're on now if you don't have God's peace. Your peace is based on circumstances. Is your peace based on circumstances today? You've got to answer that for yourself. But if you've got God's peace and the Holy Spirit is in you and he's working in you and he's doing what he wants, it doesn't matter what's happening on the surface. Down here you're peaceful and you're calm and it don't matter what's happening. Amen?
Oh, well, the car broke down. Big deal. God knew about it. Oh, we're going to have a baby. Woo! Okay. Big deal. God knew about it. I keep saying that to you guys. That must be prophecy or something. Man, 10 years from now, they're going to walk in here and probably have 12 kids. They ain't coming back to church no more, Pastor. You done messed that up. Now, do you have peace? That's the question. Is your peace going up and down with whatever happening around you? Is the Holy Spirit leading you? Are you asking Him to lead you? Are you letting Him teach you all things? Are you letting Him to remind you of all things? See, like I said, some of you are shaking your head. You get it. Some of you are barely awake right now. See, it doesn't, it doesn't matter about me. What matters is, is where's he at in your life? Amen? The Holy Spirit wants to teach, and if one person gets it, then we know we was right. See, the world don't get it. The world don't understand us. They talk bad about us because we talk about this guy dressing up as a girl now. Famous fella. Oh, y'all just evil people. Y'all mean, mean-spirited. Boo, we don't like you. They don't have a clue what they're talking about. They don't get it. We love this man. I'd love to see him, Jesus, and boy, you imagine the testimony. And let the Holy Ghost get a hold of him. And then he starts going around and he gets on Diane Sawyer. And he gets on all these places and said, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Look what the God has done for me. And the Holy Ghost has empowered me. And now I can get out and talk. Now let's clap for ourselves because that applies to you and me too. Amen? The Holy Ghost is the one who will empower us. The Holy Spirit, He is the one that will do that. Where's your peace at? Things not going good and things not going the way you want and you don't have peace? Let me tell you, you can have it today. If you're not getting what I'm saying today... Oh, be careful, Ken. Now, this might be called conviction. If it fits, put it on. If it don't fit, don't wear it. You didn't understand anything I said today. I think you and Jesus need to have a talk. That's all I can tell you. You and Jesus need to have a talk. Because when His Spirit is in us, we understand these things. We get it. When we don't have His Spirit, we don't get it. And if our peace is like this, whatever the water's doing, we need to have Him to minister to us. Amen. Sister Francis, you got a song ready? Come on up, would you? I'd help you, but I can't play a lick. Can't play a lick. We're fine. We can do our prayer. If you'll stand to your feet this morning, folks.